All right. Now we're live. Now we're live. Yo, yo, good day. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Road FS Detail Memoirs. My name's Jody. Uh, I'm still Rod Pusey. No matter what he says, I'm still that guy. Still <laughs> and he still looks the same. Still but... the, the, the bald guy in the corner. So today we are visiting with Rick Walling from the Ultimate Auto Detail. And hi, Rick. We got to meet you in person, talk to you, and see you working last week. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good morning to you guys, too. Yeah. Have you recovered from the six-day uh, work? Not quite. Almost. <laughs> Almost. You know, uh, to be, I was just talking with somebody this morning at the gym saying how the, the back of my neck is still kind of sore from spending two hours looking up at the, the bottom of that Concord wing that I completely wiped down. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's the... That sucker's a beast. Yeah, the shoulders and the back of your neck from doing the 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 constant push. I, I that, it's the equivalent of of doing a stand on your head push up for six days. Just yeah, just try yeah. That. Look at looking straight up for a long time, and man, it just yeah. So yep. I, I can still feel that. So <clears throat> and uh, for those you of know. you that have been living under a rock, if you don't know, we're talking about the Air Force One detailing event last week at the Museum of Flight. Rod and I got to jump over there on a thursday and i yep. tell you one of the coolest things for me personally i mean rod and i have had the opportunity to work on the planes for two years 2018 2019 but this is the first year that i've walked into the museum of flight and somebody said show there's jody and rod yo we're so glad to see you and that was you man it made me feel like <laughs> yeah. a rock star yeah up on the wing yep that was yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So how many years have you worked on that project now? Is this your second year? Uh, this is just my second year. So, uh, but I got to move up to the finishing team this year, which is, which was really, really cool, you know? And so, uh, you know, you kind of got to cut your teeth on that B29 and, and uh, you know, once you get that down, then you can kind of move on to some other stuff. So, so yeah, this was my second year and I, I really enjoyed it again. You know, it's, it's a cool project, but yeah. But, uh, so, so when you're not working on on historic airplanes, what is it you do in your regular day to day life? Let's talk about some of that stuff. Um, well, we run our, you know, we've been running our detail business for nearly 30 years, and so uh, I actually spend most of my time doing paint protection film these days uh, because I've been doing paint protection film for like 20 years, and so uh, now I stay pretty busy with that all the time. But we've got our full. Uh, you know, other half of the shop that we have to, we just hired a third employee. So we've got three guys over there that do all of our, uh, you know, full on detailing and ceramic coatings and, you know, everything, nice. everything that detailing involves. And then my wife works here also, and she comes in and, and runs the office for us um, and talks to customers and mainly so I can stay out doing my paint protection film. We've kind of just changed our business around a little bit, but you know, my, my days are consumed with doing pain protection film and just helping run this whole show that we've kind of created here. Yeah. So, so go ahead. No, go ahead, man. So what, what is the secret sauce to running a business for 30 years? I mean, that is a long time, it is. To especially to still be on hand, right? You're still right. doing the protection film. You got your wife helping you on the business side. So what has been you guys' secret sauce over the years? Never quitting. Never quitting. Show up every day. Just show up every day and keep after it. 
you know, some, some days are definitely a lot better than others. Uh, yeah. you know, and, and so if in a, in a nutshell, that's the simplest thing I can say is my, my wife is my wife. I would put her toe to toe with anybody when it comes to working. Um, she's a, she's definitely a little worker B2 and we're both kind of the same way. And we've just never quit. We, we show up every day and work our butts off and what, and that's whatever that takes. If, if one day it's out there detailing a crappy car, great. If the next day it's taking care of a customer, if the next day it's doing paint protection film, uh, if you're going to own your own business, you know, you really got to learn to roll with the punches. Oh and yeah, that's, that's for sure. That's, that's what I feel like we've been really, really good at doing is, you know, you shift and change and bob and weave and it's almost like you're in a boxing ring. You know? <laughs> somebody, somebody throws a punch over there, you duck and miss that one, but then they sock you over there. You know, and you got to try to throw a few punches back when you can. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a, that's a great analogy because, I mean, the the misconception about business is that you start down here and then you're just going to grow and it's going to be this steady upward thing. And that is not how it works. You get knocked down. Like you said, somebody throws you a punch. You know, you, you're renting a building and then they sell the building out from underneath you and you have to find a new one overnight and you can't find a good one. It's just... I think that's a really good analogy of how people do it because, um, you know, a lot of times we have a tendency to say, you know, hey, <clears throat> and we'll, we'll, you know, we'll ask you this question. So what do you give advice to a new new group just starting up? So guy, gal is going to start a brand new detailing business. What's your advice? Um, I would say, you know, it's a lot it's a lot different now, uh, you know, than it used to be. So so starting out now, you know. Uh, you know, social media is such a big part of it now. And mm -hmm. when we were starting out, there was no social media, you know, so you, you didn't rely on that. So our business was really built on, you know, uh, grassroots marketing. And mm -hmm. I even, you know, bring this up, you know, when we have our webinars and stuff for the Detail Mafia, uh, you know, I tell guys, don't forget about that grassroots stuff. Like I started out, uh, you know, working at a dealership. At a car dealership. Well, that's not really where I started out, but when I really got going, I was working at a dealership, and and working at dealerships, you know, I made you make relationships with the salesmen and the and the managers, and that you know, there's lots of moving parts to a dealership, but you make friends with all those people. Well, once you move on to this day, uh, you know, I still have those relationships with those guys, and so a lot of those people have moved on to you know, one of them now is the general manager of another dealership. Uh, one of the guys in the body shop is, has worked at several body shops in town and they've always used me, you know, when, even when they moved to different areas because of the relationships we made there that have lasted for years. Now I have all these body shops, all these, you know, different dealerships that I know the managers and different things from where we all started right. out really small. And so, you know, you end up getting all these people that, you know, I call them my little worker, you know my little worker bees, uh, you know, or my outside salesman. Right. Know? Right. And yeah. so that's, that's really how, you know, we built our business. And to this day, uh, you know, we definitely don't live off of social media, but I think a young guy, you know, young people coming in, you got to get your, your social media game down, but don't forget about the grassroots stuff and just talking to the people right in your town. Because I think a lot of people, uh, in this industry, a lot of detailers get wrapped up in marketing to other detailers. 
And we, we yeah, absolutely. We've all heard that term, but I think it, I think it really goes on a lot more uh, than people think it does. I think it does, but I think it's because people don't know how to do their marketing. They don't know how to market to the general public. Um, And I think that part of it is. So so let me back up just a second. You you're an extremely personable guy. You're super approachable. You're you're I mean, when you meet somebody and they're nice and they're approachable and they're personable and you want to talk to them, that makes a big difference. And I think so many times when people are marketing to other detailers, they're so busy putting up a wall and trying to prove, you know, how badass they are instead of just being a business person. Uh, Your customers don't care how big of a badass you are. They don't. They, they want you to do a good job on their car. Uh, it's like any business in the world. It's just how good of a job can you do? And so I think the secret of that is putting down that wall and just realizing that you're, you're just working with another human. You're trying to meet and exceed their expectations. And the more personable you are, the easier it is to bring in business. And I think that's a real key is just personality wise. Um, you can hire the greatest media person in the world. If you're a jerk, you're going to lose business. I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah. And that's, that's actually, uh, it's funny you bring that up because that is something I convey to, uh, a lot of people, uh, a lot of younger guys is you, you really, you know, you're a salesman. You Mm -hmm. really have to learn how to, but you don't, we never want to come across as a salesman. Uh, so you really just need to learn to talk to people. Uh, and that's, that's really what all my, a lot of my customers tell me. And a lot of people tell me is that, you know, if I go out to do a walk around a car with a customer out there, you know, and you know, you see, you see dog hair in their car. Well, I don't start going off about, boy, you got a lot of dog hair. That's going to take a long time to clean. This is going to be a bitch, you know, whatever, you know, uh, I go out there and say, oh man, what kind of dog is that that you have? I see you got dog hair all over your car. And we'll yep. stand up there and talk dogs for 20 minutes. And then the yep. last five minutes, you close the deal with the car detail. Right, you right. Know, and that's you, you don't yeah. you don't sit there and try to sell them. I'm sorry for interrupting, but you don't sit there and try to sell them that detail. You find something that they can relate with. Right. And no, then you go on about that conversation. Absolutely. And I think that's I, I'm I'm <clears throat> I'm naturally uh, if you haven't noticed, Jody and I are a little bit ADD. We're kind of all over the place. <laughs> so <clears throat> naturally, I'm looking around all over the place, right? I can, I can be in a restaurant with seven TVs and I can watch all seven programs at once. You know, as soon as we came on, I noticed several things about you, right? You got a There's a there's a, a kennel in the corner. Yeah. You've got P&S stuff and you got a motorcycle and a, a, a dirt bike helmet up on the, the thing. So yeah. I've already picked out three things that you and I could talk about if I had never met you in my life. Right. Right. And I think people just need to be more observant in their environment. Like you said, if you see somebody that has dog hair in their car, you see that, you know, you notice that in the backseat, they've got rafting gear or whatever. You just need to notice stuff and be be one on one with them. You know, people like to talk about their interests. And and they're also generally people are are genuinely curious about your interest, too. If they see that, you know, uh, uh. Air Force One logo on something, you get a lot of people that ask about it or the PNS logo, the 60 years or, you know, the Road FS logo. They, you know, what is that? I had my my uh, financial advisor saw that logo and he goes, we need to talk about this logo. And I go, what? What's the, what's the problem? And he goes, what is it? What does it mean? So 
just talk to people about stuff that's interesting. And I think that is a main thing that's missing. A lot of people would go out and do exactly what you said. Now, oh, this is going to be a bitch. It's going to take me an extra 20 minutes. That's okay. That's, that's what you're there for. You know, everybody, if everybody took perfect care of their car and handled it exactly perfectly, all detailers would be out of a job. Right. So you yeah. want people to come in and not take care of their car because that's your job is to take care of their right. car. Yep. So, yep. no, it's interesting because as I'm listening <clears throat> to Rod talk about that connection with your customer, you know, as I looked at you, what's behind you, I picked up completely different things. Yeah. Right. Rod focused on the dog. I'm not a big dog guy. Right. So I didn't pick up on the kennel, but I picked up on mindset, the motorcycle helmet and the 1%. Right. Those are the things that I picked up. And I think a lot of a lot of business owners struggle to make a connection when it's really not that hard. If, as Rod pointed out, you're just uh, you're observant. <clears throat> What are they coming in? You know, what are they interested? You can tell a lot about the way somebody's car is or what car oh. they're bringing to you, right? Because, you know, if I bring my BMW Z3 versus my Suburban in, you're going to have a different experience. Oh, I bring in my Suburban. Oh, you got 5,000 kids, right? Well, yeah. He does. He actually does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've heard that. And that. Uh, but, uh, uh, oh, I forgot the point I was going to make here. But yeah, when people do come in, um, most of your, you know, most of the average people that come in for a detail are not car people. You right. know, I think that I think that's a little bit of a misconception also. Now, of course, there are, a good majority of them are, but a lot of those car people actually are do-it-yourselfers. You know, they yeah. tend to do a lot. They, they know a lot about it. So uh, most of the people that come in aren't car people and they don't want you to go on and on about car stuff because they don't know what the hell you're talking about anyway. So I try to, you know, of course, you, we all want to educate your customer. And, yeah, and that is a big part of it. But you got to be careful. And my wife actually gets on me a little bit about this. She's a little bit better at it than I am about you know, being too, once we get into talking about ceramic coatings and, you know, once you learn all the real info about them, well, you can just, you know, be a little run on diarrhea of the mouth is what my yeah. wife says, <laughs> you know, is that all go on and on. And pretty soon you have to be able to pick up when that customer's eyes start to glaze over. You're like, oh shit, time to, time to change the subject or move on to something else. So uh, that's going back to, you know, relating to people that come into the business. But but that is, uh, you know, even going clear back to your question about the younger guys and, and learning the business, that's a really, really, really important part of it is learning how to talk to people and figuring out that connection. And yeah. In, in a good majority of the time, it's not cars. It's something else. Right. Yeah. And I think part of that is <clears throat> just discovering what you're good and what you're not good at. Um, when you realize if you're not a good marketing person, hire that out. If you're not a good CPA, hire that out. If you're not, you know, um, if you're not good at like PPF, you know, film, right? If you're not good at that, hire that out. Bring somebody in to do that. Don't, you don't have to be the expert at everything. And I think that's part of uh, when somebody becomes a business owner, 
they forget because first off, you have to put every hat on, right? When you first start out, yeah. you're like, okay, today I'm the accountant. Tomorrow I'm the salesperson. Now I got to go work on a car. Oh, tomorrow I'm painting the building because it's a crappy building. And you know, you you have all these hats on. And I think that people forget that you once you get to a certain point, you can get other people to do that. You don't have to do everything. Right. Um, and it helps a lot. It helps to, to offload some of that stuff. So right. Right. Um, I, like I you said, you... Oh, go ahead. I was just going no. to say, you, you have other people helping you out, so so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, pretty soon it pretty soon it just gets overwhelming and you can't keep up with it. And you have to, you also, in a business, uh, this is something else younger guys could take, is that you really have to learn what you like and what works for you, okay? Because I started out just like everybody else. I started out in a dealership. I went to a, you know, left there, went to a one-man operation. Um, you know, my wife was doing other things, but I was a one man, a one man detail shop. And so, uh, then you just keep moving forward from that. And, oh, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Uh, but you start out as a one man detail shop. And then as things start to grow, you have to learn what you really like. Like we've in the past, we've had a giant shop product doing used cars, wholesale cars. And we had eight people working for us at one time. Wow. Okay? Uh, I did that for about two years because that's how long the lease was on the building that I had. And uh, I absolutely hated it. I hated it. I, I finally went home one night and I said to my wife, I said, you know what? I said, if this is the way this is going to go, I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to work at a dealership. I'm going to punch a time clock and I'm not going to give a shit after five o'clock. I go, it was just too overwhelming. I didn't enjoy yeah. myself. You know, the work quality kind of went down because it, it and basically also I wasn't ready when I did that. Uh, I thought I was ready because I was a one man operation. I had way more work than I could do. And I said, hey, it's time to start bringing in more guys. Well, I went from a one man operation to like an eight man operation. I sort of yeah. never I didn't I didn't go to two or three. I went from one to eight. Yeah. Yep. And I wasn't ready. I didn't enjoy it. And like I said, mm -hmm. my work quality went down because you know, those guys just weren't, I wasn't able to manage that many guys and keep the work going properly. So, and one day I just said, that's it. And I literally the next day called my landlord, found a smaller shop. Uh, within, within 30 days, I had moved to another shop, got rid of all my employees, except for one that was a rock star and yep. went back to being really small and came back to work with a smile on my face. Right. And I think that that's good because you figured out what the right size for you is. We had at one time we had, um, 24, 22, oh, 22 employees. And it, it was just too much. We were in the same kind of thing. It was just too much. Uh, it was hard for us to handle doing anything. And, you know, it's, you know, we're, we're, we're in a different environment, obviously, but still, um, you know, having 22 software developers, running at hundred miles an hour is just, it's just a little too much it for us. Insane. So, <laughs> you know, I think that that's one of those things you have to learn how to fluctuate with that and how to do that. Cause a lot of people won't, they won't make it because of that. They grow too fast. I, I, you know, as I've, as I've been in business for a long time, we've, we've looked into a bunch of research and most businesses go out of business because they grow too fast, not the opposite, right. not because they didn't grow fast enough. It's, they went, they went, Hey, we got a little cash. Let's go get six more guys. And it's like, boom, yeah. you're done. So, um, that's awesome that you have yeah. figured that out. 
yeah. One, of, one so, of the best things I learned was don't don't be afraid don't be afraid to pull that eject button. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. I, I saw I saw the writing on the wall and I was like, this isn't going to work. I'm not happy. This isn't going well. And and so we've kind of now we've got uh, we've had two for a while. We just hired another guy. So we've got three. And we've we, both my wife and I both because it's and it's all just about it's not just about me. You know, every decision that's made in this business has not been just me. My wife has been, um, you know, right there with me. Yeah. too. We've kind of found our sweet spot that her and I are both comfortable at. We like two to three employees. You know, yes, we're, we're scheduled out several months, just like everybody else. And I could hire more guys and cram in more work, you know, but we're like, no, th- th- this is our sweet spot. This is what, what we're comfortable at. We're running right. a very successful business. We're very profitable. And this is what we like. People are saying, oh, you're, you know, you have people come in. Oh, you're scheduled out so far. Why don't you hire more people? And you're like, well, obviously you've never owned your own business. You know, sometimes you like to have that cushion and know that you're scheduled out. It's not a bad thing to, to have people know, you know, when they call, hey, we're scheduled two weeks High out. Demand. You know, I see people all the time, which is a great thing and I'm not knocking anybody, but you see people all the time. Hey, I had a cancellation tomorrow so that if you need a ceramic coating, come in tomorrow. And I'm like that that's not being scheduled out far enough to know that you have work for tomorrow. And if you're living day to day, um, that's a hard thing, right? If you're, if you know, you've got work coming out and I'm like that, I, I would rather have, uh, money and know I'm getting a small amount of money month after month after month than have somebody give me a big chunk today and then not know what I'm going to get tomorrow. I'm definitely a plan out in the future kind of guy. And so, um, to me, that totally makes sense. I would much rather be booked out two, three weeks in advance the whole time, because then you can see the, you can see the, the, the next thing you need to do. You're like, okay, it looks like December is going to be a bit slow. We're still in November. I need to do some marketing and stuff around December and get people in for end of the year specials or whatever. You know, I, I love that you use the word. A lot of business owners don't know when to eject. There's one of my favorite books is called the dip. It's by Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. Right. And he talks about when to quit, when to, when to push through, because sometimes you're in a dip and other times it's, you know, you're at a cliff and you need to make a decision. And one of the things that I've been thinking about in preparation for this is you have been in business for 30 years and yet you still went to training to up your game. So I want to talk about that because a lot of business owners go, you know what? I've been in business 10 years, 12 years, 15 years. Why did you think it was so critical to go out and get some training for you as a business owner? Uh, you know, well, for to start with, I, I've always been into training and, you know, learning more from, you know, other experts, other pros and whatever, whatever field. And, you know, for a long time uh, in detailing, you know, when I first started out, uh, you know, this was back in the days, you know, I'm from Salem, Oregon, which is just down from Portland, where if yep. anybody remembers Bud Abraham and Detail Plus. Absolutely. Slash Keith Duplessis. Uh, But back in the day, you know, it it was, uh, you know, Bud Abraham and and he had some little training classes and stuff around. And I tried to suck all that stuff up. I could. And that but then, you know, once I'd been through that and, you know, I went and saw, you know, Anthony Robbins years ago, I went and saw him live. And so, you know, it was a very big motivational speaker. And so I've always been into that type of stuff. 
And then I just spent years getting in, just involved in working the day-to-day -day business. If, if there's one of my faults, it's that I was never very, I, it, back in the day, I wasn't good at looking through the front window. Uh, we just kind of had this discussion at Air Force One where, you know, people say, hey, don't stop looking out the back window and look through the front window. And I said, well, in my position, I was, I kind of started looking in the car. I wasn't looking out the back window. I wasn't looking out the front window. I was just showing up every day, busting my ass, detailing cars. Right, and, right. And, that, and, there, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, it, served, it's, it served me very well. But after so many years, I actually, uh, it was actually my mother-in-law, who's a very uh, successful businesswoman. Um, you know, she was a, a secretary for like 34 years for Saul Price, who uh, actually started Price Club, which is now Costco. Mm -hmm. and so she's a very successful woman. And we were talking about the SEMA show and I was telling her about this. <clears throat> and she's like, well, you need to go to that kind of stuff. And I'm like, well, I've been at this a long time. You know, what am I, what am I really, I'm going to go see a few new products. What am I really going to pick up from this? And that was a little bit, a little bit bad on my part for thinking that way. And she's like, no, Rick, you need, you need to go do these things. She goes, you need to get in. And this was probably about eight years ago, uh, mm -hmm. seven, eight, nine years ago. And so, you know, I said, you know what? I told my wife, I said, you know, I'm going to go see this damn SEMA thing, <laughs> you know, and see what this is all about. And, you know, I went there and, and I ended up meeting Rennie, uh, Rennie Doyle. And, you know, he, he, you say, I'm a approachable guy. Well, Jesus, he's, he's approachable guy on steroids, right? <laughs> um, he, he's an awesome dude. And, you know, he came over and spent time chatting with me. And I don't even remember what the conversation was, but I just remembered I enjoyed the conversation and he's a really nice guy. And, and, uh, you know, ended up going back the next year and, talking with him again and, and what? And so, so I went to, you know, started going to SEMA every year. And so now I've been the last, I think, eight years in a row. I haven't missed one and I thoroughly enjoy the show, but, um, and that's where I kind of learned, well, Hey, there's some of these advanced trainings out there. I haven't done any training for years. Mm -hmm. Okay. I've just, I've just had my face in the car detailing. And there's really, you know, a lot of people will say, well, you shouldn't have done that, but well, I did. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, I just worked my butt off and, and uh, was running a successful business without doing any of that stuff. And so finally I said, you know, I'm going to go. So I wanted to know where I stood in the detailing world. It's like, am I really good at this or not? And, you know, how do you know if you're really good at something? If you're just one guy in your shop, sure, you're busy all the time, but your customers don't know one way or the other, really. And so I was like, well, I'm going to go check this training out and because I want to keep up on the new latest and greatest things for my business. You know, and I mm -hmm. kind of picked that up from going to SEMA and you start seeing it's like, wow, there's a lot more stuff out here than I thought there was, you know, and because I've never at the time, you know, I was never a big social media guy and, you know, the Internet was there and all that. But you got to remember just because. You know, everybody says, well, the, the internet, social media started on this day. Well, it's not like just because it started on that day, all of a sudden, everybody was there. Right, right, right. And, you know, it's like, okay, what is this thing? Let's look into this. And then it, it kind of builds from there. And so I just thought, hey, I'm going to go spend the money and I'm going to go do this, this five-day training with Rennie. And it was, it was really kind of a test for myself. 
I wanted to see where I was. I wanted to see how good I was. And I wanted to see, I wanted to learn what I didn't know. I know what I know, you know? And even Rennie said, when I went, you know, he's like, I'm surprised. He goes, a lot of these guys been doing this for a long time. will come in with an ego. Like, you know, hey, I've been doing this forever. I know everything, sure. you know, what do you got? And I didn't go in there like that at all. I went in there like a newbie, like a sponge. And I wanted to see what he had to offer. I know what I had to offer, you know, but I wanted to see what he had to offer and, and see if, if I could be part of something. And, and at that point, I was kind of learning about, hey, giving back to the industry a little bit. Mm -hmm. you know? And, and from going to his training and talking with him, he kind of started saying, dude, he goes, you got so much knowledge that he goes, you have to share this with people. And I was like, what? I go, I'm just this guy that just shows up every day and details cars. You know, I go, what the hell do I know? I go, you know, detailing cars isn't rocket science, you know, but you do need to know a few things, you know, and right. anymore, it almost is becoming that way. You know, it's becoming more technical as we go along. Um, yeah, but I think that the key there is, is pointing out that, the, I mean, one of the things that that you offer without even knowing your knowledge or your skills is the ability to stay in business for 30 years. Most businesses fail before five, right? You're, you're, you know, eight <laughs> times further along than most businesses. And that's, you know, Jody and I, we look at those milestones and I don't think people should take those for granted. Every time we have an anniversary, it rolls around and we're like, there, there's another year. We did it. We stayed in business another year. We were able to provide a place and money. And now we're watching, you know, our guys have kids and buy houses. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of things to success that are not dollar signs. And I think people, people mistake success with the amount of dollars that you have in the bank or the amount of, you know, whatever. And I, and I think that's hard. It's easy for us to get into that mindset, especially in the detailing world, because we see a lot of high dollar stuff, right? You see McLarens and you see big yachts and you see airplanes and fancy houses and all stuff. And you mistake that for success, but success is, is, is in here. It's what you think success is, right? Jody's successful because he gets up and works his ass off every day working out. You know, I watch him. We're on the road. We're somewhere where there's just <laughs> crap food. The weather's horrible. There's no gym. And he still figures out a way to go do it. And that's success. I watch him and I'm like, that guy's a successful person at building himself up and continuing to grow internally. And people take that kind of success for granted. Right. And I, and I think it's great that, you know, you, you are not even concerned with that. You're just, you know, like you said, heads down, go to work. Um, you know, you and I, it sounds like have a lot of the very in common work ethic. That's, you know, uh, it's just what I do. When we showed up at air force one in 2018, um, we stood there for about two minutes and I looked at Rennie cause we were sponsors and I said, this ain't going to work. And we were there all week. And I said, I'm not just going to stand here for six days. You got to give me something to do. And he goes, just go over there and tell that guy you're on his team. And so we walked over and I walked over to a guy and I said, I'm on your team. What do I need to do? And it was Wednesday when that guy walked up to me and realized that I wasn't a detailer. And he's like, I'm sorry. And I said, what are you sorry about? And he goes, I, I've been treating you like a detailer and you're a sponsor. I go, I, that's how I wanted it to be. I just work. Right. I show up here every day. We're going to work. We're going to work for six days. I'm going to go home with an aching back and a big smile on my face. But that is, that's just what I do. I just, I like to get things done and I like to be productive at whatever I'm doing. It doesn't matter if we're right. doing marketing or sales or actually working on a car. 
Um, <clears throat> so, well, the one thing yeah. that clearly Rick is more successful at than you and I both are, he actually has the original color of his hair. We are white or no hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I would be, I would be lying if there wasn't a little hair color involved. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the wife's, you know, she she's a Southern California girl, and she's only going to put up with so much of that. You know? Yeah, well, luckily you, you my wife doesn't really care about it. So, you know. stuff, so. no, that's you know, I, I'm not afraid to admit it, though. You know, I'm no, not, that I'm not that's fine. That and and I love <laughs> you your know. perspective. I love your humility, right? Because a lot of business owners and men and women, you know, they struggle with what they admitting what they don't know, right? right. And being humble enough to go, all right, what don't I know? What do I, what's changed in the industry? What's changed in business? What are the things that I can adjust the knobs to take me to the next level to send me off into the sunset with my beautiful wife, you know, when I decide to do that. Um, the other thing that's cool, and we talked about this pre-show, I mean, you have lived the life of a rock star, literally, literally. So <laughs> let's talk about that. I mean, you even kind of look like, you know, the <laughs> singer from Journey. I mean, we grow your hair a little longer and uh, you could be Stephen Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. And, uh, uh, you know, no, that was just, uh, you know, one of the, there, there's some amazing perks that, you know, come from being in business for so long. And I had the opportunity to, to uh, detail Dean Castronovo's car and that, uh, he is the he is the drummer for Journey now, but he's been he's been par playing in very notable uh, rock bands for many years. I can't even list them all. Like I said, he was drummer for Journey and you know Hole. If you're familiar with them, uh, Bad English back in the '80s, he was the drummer for Bad English. He, he's an amazingly accomplished drummer, but he's he's gave my wife and I he's he's flew us down to Las Vegas and. And got to be backstage when he was uh, playing in a little gig with Sammy Hagar and Michael Anthony of, of uh, Van Halen's bassist uh, and stuff. And he was doing a little side gig with them. And we got to go backstage and meet all those guys and, and actually party with them, to, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, so, and that was all from car detailing. Um, I actually met him when I was uh, I was actually working at the Acura dealership. So this goes way back, like 30 years back. And I was working at the Acura dealership and he had an NSX at the time. And uh, I did and I detailed his car out in the shop and I had never met him or anything. And and evidently he asked, like, hey, who's cleaning up my cars? You know, and they, they told him who it was. So here comes this guy. Got to remember, this was in the late 80s. So here comes this guy with this big ass hair and these big shoes and a leather suit, and the whole thing, walking through this, walking through this dealership shop. And he couldn't have looked more out of place. You know? <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and he was literally the nicest guy in the world. Hey, dude, you're the guy working on my car. Uh, high five. My dad is badass. I love it, dude. You're so cool. And I'm just looking at him like going, why are you out here telling me I'm cool? It's like, you're yeah. the of of coolness, you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, you know, from there on, and, and it wasn't actually long after that, that I actually ended up going into business for myself. And he found out I wasn't there anymore. And he said, where did this guy go? And so he actually came and found me. And the rest is history. I, 
had been working on his cars. You know, he started coming in all the time. We just developed a really good friendship, which turned into, you know, going on somebody. And the, the trip I told you is just one of several. Um, you know, I got to fly down to uh, Reno with him and he, they did a show there. And I got to ride on the tour bus with him over to Las Vegas overnight, slip on the tour bus where they did another show. Uh, and then we flew home from Vegas. And so he he's just, yeah, it's one of those things that, yeah, I, I actually have got to hang out with the rock stars. A little That's, cool. That's cool. That and is and cool. That, all, that all comes from my business. You yeah, know, building yeah. relationships. You know, yep. uh, that would have never happened if I didn't detail cars, you know, yep. and I and I think myself all the time. Really, I'm just a car detail. I, I never give myself uh, enough credit, you know, sometimes. Yeah, I think. no, it sounds like and I think that's part of what Jody said is the humility. And I think that a lot of people really need a huge dose of that. So let's oh, yeah. pause on that. There's a lot of people in the detailing industry that need some humility. Uh, but I also think it's a, it's I mean, I'm saying that jokingly, but not, you know, it. I think it's a product of what we've created in the detailing industry. We've yeah. created an environment where people are feeling very threatened by each other. They say they aren't, but they certainly are. Right. Right. And then, like you said, they market to other detailers just to prove that they're good enough. Yeah. You don't have to do that. You don't right. have to right. prove you're good enough, man. You just do your own thing in your own area and, and do be really good at what you do in your area. And I think everybody's chasing somebody else, right? Somebody watches a, a person that has a really high-end boutique shop and works on McLaren's only. And it's like, man, how do I do that? And if, if you're living in the middle of Indiana, there, there's, yeah, there's no, you're not going to do that. So you got to look at your area. You got to do some market analysis and then, and then do your own thing. You know, I think that's, yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. I, I love what you said. Find your niche, find yep. your lane. Yeah, because yeah, I had, yeah, had a really good conversation prior to you and I getting on onto this podcast with one of our customers. And he is very heavily invested in the dealership world. And he was asking me about what some of my other our other customers are doing. And I, you know, I told him about some guys that are doing dealership, they're branching off, creating a boutique. He goes, oh, dude, I would never do that. I don't even want to touch those high-end cars. He goes, right. I'll just take the high-volume money. And so recognizing right. where your interests are, where your skills are, and, and finding and defining that lane for you is right. really the key to success. And I think a lot of times we are doing the comparing and despairing instead of recognizing that your only true competition is yourself, yeah. right? So yeah. double down on yourself, double down on your customers, and that will earn the success that you're working towards. Yep. yep. Absolutely. You know, worry, worry about what you're doing. Not, not what, not what the shop across the, the tent, well, across town is doing. You know, I think you always want to be aware. Yes. You know, yeah. 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 Don't stick your head in the ground, you know, which I, I would, be guilty of it at, at some point, you know, and just, just showing up and not even paying attention. And then pretty soon, you know, you have customers going in, well, man, you know, you're pretty inexpensive and you're the best guy in town. This is great. And then, and a couple of people said that to me, I mean, this was years ago and I was like, man, maybe I better sit down and make some phone calls and figure yeah. out, what, you know, and, 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 you know, like that was probably 10, 15 years ago that I kind yeah, of right. figured that out. But you, so you want to be aware of what's going on you around you, but you can't let that dictate, you know, really what you do. Don't let it dictate your happiness. And, 
and being able to create what you what you really want you know and like I say, social media is such a huge thing these days, you know, for, for the younger guys. But I, I just keep going back to, you know, don't forget that, mm-hmm. you know, all this grassroots stuff and just work. Sometimes you need to just get off the damn phone and go to work. Yeah. Yeah. You know? yep. Because, that, you know, being on the phone, that's going to pay your bills down the road, maybe. But sometimes you got to take care of what's right in front of you. And, and again, I've been guilty of that, you know, almost almost to a fault. You know, yep. of, of just of just doing what, and that's that's kind of what where the whole SEMA thing kind of kicked in. Is that really made me start lifting my head up out of that car and you know looking out the front window a little bit more. That's yeah, really, that, that's that's really helped me. You know, at, at, I'm 56 now, and, and you know now I, I'm looking at my end game. You know, and mm-hmm. now that's not going to be you know seven, six, seven, eight years is is where I'm looking at my end game, but you know, you know, you got to start planning for that. But uh, I, I will say I was very guilty of, of not looking out that front. Now I've never been, you know, guilty of looking in the back window. Uh, you know, that what, what's past is past, you know, when, it, when the little motorcycle racing thing, we always know used to say when you're racing motocrosses, you know, never race behind you. Don't, don't worry about what's going on behind you or, you know, you're, you're, you're doomed to get past. If yep. you're worried about, always worry about what's going on race forward you always want to race forward and so that's what really you know uh uh you know going to SEMA and then that led to going to Rennie's and now I feel you know it it really does make me happy to be able to to give back you know and start helping some of these younger guys out and it's still kind of to tell you the truth it still kind of surprises me when people come to me and ask me questions and say gosh you've been doing this so long and I'm just like Geez, really? Okay, well, and I'm and I'm really able to help people out. Yeah, and, that's awesome. And that that's that's really really a, a a good feeling in a different way. Other than you know, I I feel really good about what I've accomplished. You know, I, I want to say what my wife and I have accomplished. It's not fair for me at all to say that I've accomplished this. It's my wife and I because she's been she's been right there with me the whole time. And she's yeah. very uh, you know, in case you guys don't know, I've been married for thirty two years. I, I don't have any kids. Uh, but she's been right there with me, you know, the whole time. And she's, she put in, you know, we, I call it hard labor. She put in her seven years of working right side by side with me in the shop. She could detail it until I put her up against Diane Doyle. You know, she's that good. Uh, she's, she's, she knows her shit. And uh, maybe not technically as well, but at the end of the day, when you want a clean car and somebody who will work your butt under the table, it's my wife. <laughs> she's yeah. no joke, you know? And so, it's been something that we've built together and we're very proud of it, you know, it, we're, we, but we've just kind of come to this the last few years that we're like going, we kind of look at each other and go, you know, this is, this is pretty cool what we've created. And then we put our heads down and we go back to work. Yep. That's, that's, and that, I think that's a great lesson is you have to stick your head up every once in a while, that pat yourself awesome. on the back. Yes. And you have to, you have to call out the people that are, that are helping you get there. And in yeah, your case, yeah. it's your wife and other people, it's their, you know, they've got key employees or, you know, a mentor or whatever. And I think that's really key is to recognize the stuff that's going on around you and kind of enjoy the process. I mean, there's certain yeah. times where yeah. Jody and I have been in a real funk. We've been in a real dip and it really helped us, you know, and uh, there's a there's a great you were mentioned not looking behind you. There's a great scene. You're old enough to remember the three of us are. So we'll just relish in that fact for two seconds. <laughs> 
in uh, the gumball rally where a guy, you remember the guy where he rips the mirror off the car and throws it out the back. We don't need to know what's behind it. Yep. And that's exactly, exactly it. That's a great attitude. Who cares what's behind you? Let's move. Right. You know, we're going in this direction. We're not going in reverse. So um, be aware of it and don't forget about it. That's right. That's right. Don't, don't worry about it. Cause you can't do anything about it, but just that's remember great. it because that's what got you here. But Hey, we're going forward. You know, All right, I gotta forward. go watch that movie again. That's right. <laughs> I know. I was thinking the same thing. There's a but, there's some people get, out there oh, in the world. Man. They're gonna be like, "What is this movie?" They're gonna be like, "1970 what?" Wow, that's <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, exactly. man, this has exactly. been such a fantastic conversation. We want to thank you for your time. So, how do people connect with you and your lovely wife? Um, on Facebook, we're on the, the Ultimate Auto Detail on Facebook. And I'm actually just Rick Walling uh, at Instagram on Instagram. Uh, and so those are, I mean, I have my personal Facebook, but like I say, ultimate auto detail on Facebook and uh, Rick Walling at Instagram. Yep. And his website his is website scrolling wrong on the ultimate oh, yeah, yeah. So make sure you yeah. connect with them. So, and then while you're out there, go to, you know, road FS detail memoirs on YouTube yeah. and connect on all the social media channels. So you don't ever miss an episode like and subscribe to everything uh and that's not just for us subscribe to the people that you listen to and watch and do all that stuff it really helps them out so uh thank you so much rick it's yeah. awesome to have finally met you in person uh appreciate your attitude and you're always kind of upbeat and that that helps us and i think it helps everybody just kind of get through their day yeah, thank you guys for having me on you got you guys are like i said before you guys are rock stars of the industry and really appreciate what uh, what you guys do uh, you're always so fun and entertaining and i and I follow Jody closely on his on his workouts and things like that. Yeah. I, I do the same thing. Um, and so um, it's cool to, to see another like-minded person. And I got a lot in common with both of you guys. You working out and you just being a hard-ass worker. In a different way. Okay? That's right. Exactly. That's exactly. Awesome. So, <laughs> All right. Thanks, well, Rick. Cool, man. Thank it. you so much. And those of you that are tuning in, thank you so much. We'll check you same time. Same. Actually, next week we're doing a Friday Ooh, episode. Friday special episode. We have a special guest flying in from Hawaii. I will not be us. here, so I'm very sorry. I'm I'm really torn up that I'm gonna miss it, but I have a family wedding I have to go to, so I'm going to be at a wedding. And Jody will be here by himself. With so okay, look okay, out. Detailing. It's going to be awesome. So yep. cool. All right, man. You guys have a great day. Yep. Yes. Bye, everybody. See ya. Bye. See ya.